Hi, this is Brian Woods, the head coach of FC Monmouth, and you are listening to the FC Monmouth Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FC Monmouth Podcast live from Robbinsville, New Jersey. We're at the site of the humble abode of the head coach of FC Monmouth, Brian Woods, Matt DeLuca, Evan McMurtry, Joey DiCamillo, and we're joined, obviously, by the head coach, Brian Woods. Uh, we're here to preview a big one on Saturday against FC Motown, but of course, uh, coach, before we get to anything else, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. A lot better than I was on Saturday, and uh, I feel fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Not every day you get assaulted by a tent, but that's a different story altogether. So. <laughs> It's a very community-driven effort over at Count Basie, and what Coach is alluding to is the, um, you know, everyone pitches in there, especially at this level of soccer, and Coach uh, does pitch in himself, which is very, uh, you know, it's humbling for him to come down and do that, and it's awesome for everyone to get to see everyone getting their hands dirty, and he uh, decided to help out with the tent, and unfortunately, uh, it did uh, cause an injury, but we are good. It was here. a very, very windy day. We were, uh, I was debating whether or not we needed to run some NFL concussion protocol for a second there. Uh, <laughs> but he went out there, coached a full game, uh, coached a 3-1 victory. That's, that's the real thing that's here. Impressive. That, that's the real thing impressive. here that we got yeah, out of that. It's not that big a deal. It was, it was okay. I'm fine. No problems. A few stitches. We're all good. We're, ha- we're happy to hear that. We're very happy to hear that. So, Coach, in the last podcast, uh, the three of us talked about this most recent stretch for your team, obviously since the last time we talked, your team went on the road uh, to Eastern PA twice and then played a game uh, at home, obviously where the tent incident happened. But in any case, your team was able to take away three wins, nine points, uh, and have a really consistent stretch statistically. Uh, I guess our our first question to you about that stretch is just what were some of your, your, your biggest takeaways from those two games in Pennsylvania and then the game most recently at home? And to be honest with you, I just like the way the team's coming together. Um, I think that they're a resilient bunch. I think that a lot of the kids that we take off the bench, I got to stop using the word kids. A lot, of the, a lot of the players that we take off the bench are able to give us some quality minutes. Um, you know, to be honest with you, Red Bank's own has been doing a great job for us. And, uh, you know, Dylan... You know, last year was just a part-time player with us uh, coming in and giving us 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the end of matches. But this year, we rely on him an awful lot to do some things for us that um, maybe are not in his comfort zone. And um, I'm happy with his – to be honest with you, I'm very happy with his his uh, work rate and his effort he's put in so far. So just like his effort has given us a little bit of a boost. Venezia, I think, is a unsung hero in, the, in this in – this, um, in the, in the matches that we've played, and along with Hawkins, I think Hawkins has moved into that forward role to give uh, some some support to to Rexon up front, and I think Hawkins has done a great job. So, I'm speaking of, speaking everything. of Dylan Fogarty, uh, you know we've noticed uh, when Labraca was uh, you know came out and you know early on in the first half of the Torch game at home and replaced with Dylan Fogarty. I mean. Uh, that's a that's a I feel like that's a big shoe to fill there. It's a big role to fill uh, to do the same job that LeBrocca was doing. You think so, Joey? You're going to replace a ten-year MLS veteran 
with a guy who played in Division Three this year. Um, <laughs> I think it's a pretty big shoes to fill. But yeah, but, I mean, but he filled did, them. He did, he did, <laughs> that's, what, he, that's my point. I, the bottom line is he did. He was he unfazed by the situation. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Completely unfazed. He does. He he does a great job. He drives me nuts. <laughs> he drives a lot of other people nuts. But that's part of his charm. Is you know, is his ability. He drives to, the other team nuts. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just one of those guys. He does. Uh, he just does a job that we asked him to do, and he's done great so far. And you know, Nikki got hurt, unfortunately, and it's probably not going to be ready uh, for the Motown game, although I don't know for sure, but I, I don't think so. So, um, you know, and, and when you're asked to go into that role, you, you know, you need to step up. It was Torch. Um, we were down down by a goal when he stepped in, and I thought he did a great job going into the game. So, uh, One thing we also mentioned during this three-game stretch is – the kind of ample options your team has scoring goals moving forward. Uh, we mentioned four multiple or multi-goal scorers this season, and then guys during that stretch getting their first career goals like a Fogarty, Pablo Fonseca as well. Uh, what have you seen from your team offensively, and especially with that kind of ample options to kind of put balls on that and put them in the back of the net as well? I don't know. Sometimes I think they're just they're glory hunters. You know, some of those guys, they, they love to score goals. You know, I, the backs love to go forward. If you ever see me during the game, I got to scream at the two center backs to not both go forward at the same time at 100 miles an hour to try to score goals. We're looking at you, Pablo. Yeah, Pablo. He, I need to put a leash on him most of the time because he'll be gone half the time trying to score goals. So I, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that they're trying to do things that are a little bit different um, than we had last year uh, where – our two center backs, and you know Zach is one of them, who's playing right back for us this year, and um, he did go forward on set pieces, but not as much. And um, and you know, and, and Andy didn't really go forward on set pieces, and but this year, you know, we got guys that want to get forward. You know, our outside backs are good at it. Zach's Zach's uh, cross the other day was magic. His ability to to cross a ball, put a little bit of a bend on it to give us something at the back post uh, for for Revito to to end up on the end of. I was happy with that. I thought he has done a good job at that outside right back position. And you know, there. But when you talk about goals, any any one of our guys want to score goals, and and that's I guess that's that's been a a blessing. We have given up some goals that maybe we shouldn't have, especially in the in the game versus Copa. But in the last three matches, I thought we did a good job. And we talked about also in speaking to scoring goals, some guys that you know Joey and I have thought of guys that are kind of due or kind of close to one, and guys that have really kind of came close and put some quality looks on. Two of which we've mentioned: Anes Merkulic, who comes off the bench, and then the guy you mentioned uh, leading off the show. Andrew Venezia, who we talked about with the, his ball speed off his foot, is something we always notice. Uh, are there guys like those guys that you see who are getting really quality looks um, that are you think are kind of close to scoring goals? Nah, I think everybody scores yeah. close to scoring goals. You know, honest to be on, to be honest uh, <laughs> is you know his ability to score goals is there. It's just that his technique sometimes he gets so excited when he has an opportunity to score goals. And I think if he calms down a little bit, he's going to be a goal scorer. I know I, I, hopefully uh, he's learning a little bit and he's going to take that to, to the pitch for, for Monmouth University this 
this fall. And I think if he just calms down a little bit around the goal, he's he's got some special skill and he's got a decent shot, but he he needs to put it on target, you know. And and you know we work on that in training, but you know he's he just he's just got to be a little bit better in and around the goal. So I'm hoping for for his sake and for Monmouth University's sake, he figures it out and we go from there. So. Uh, and you mentioned one thing too, excitement. Uh, and I think we see it with a lot of the players too. And that kind of, you kind of feel it in the atmosphere. How much do you think of that has carried over into the kind of continuity aspect that you've seen with your team over the past three to four week stretch? They have, they have good personality. You know, it's similar to, again, I bring up last year's team because I thought last year's team was kind of strange in the fact that we just started the program, you know, the organization, we just started the the club from ground floor and all of a sudden all these guys were able to get along and talk to one another and be a part of, or want to be a part of something. I think it's the same thing this year. It's where those guys, they, they love being a part of it and you know, I think that the excitement comes from them just wanting to be around each other. So, yeah, that's a that's a cliche. Uh, I feel like in 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 the football world all the time, like playing for the badge, but uh, that is the X factor, isn't it? Um, the badge. You know, I talk about it all the time. The, the fans, the owners, which don't get enough credit. Um, we don't really talk about them as much as probably we should, even on the on the podcast. You know, they're the ones that put this together. They're the ones that do all the work as far as, you know, the, the atmosphere of the of the game day situation at Count Basie. You know, it's um, – I think it's unmatched in in most of the other parks we go to, just the atmosphere and what goes oh, on there. Oh, for sure. So, and I think the guys play to that, you know, a little bit more than when we're on the road. And um, I'm happy about that. But that's – you know, the atmosphere in Count Basie is going to take a backseat to – just the out-and-out sheer intensity of what the game on Saturday will bring. So. so you mentioned the game on Saturday. It's a rematch of the Keystone Conference playoffs last year in the semifinals where your team went up to FC Motown, unfortunately falling uh, in its first-ever playoff appearance. They come, obviously, this year to Count Basie where your team has experienced ample success over the past year and a half. Uh, with a, we, We've talked about it on and off the air with a lot riding on every single game uh, this season, but Motown coming in uh, currently fifth in the standings. Your team first, uh, and that's obviously a little, that's a little. And, and I was no, I was going to say yeah. It's yeah. it's within a separation of within three points, and we've talked about it before. A very kind of close conference, and especially at the top two. And with leading into the question of the fact that really only separated by three points, with every game mattering down the stretch. Uh, what are some of the things that you're going to talk to your team going into this matchup and really every matchup going into the, the final three of the season with the fact that one through five is separated by just three points. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really think I need to talk to them all that much. You know, they're, they're big boys. They know what this is, this is about. They can see the standings every day, just like everybody else. And, you know, you know, putting more pressure on them is not going to help matters, you know, and, um, I've gotten phone calls. I've talked to the people at Motown because I know a lot of the players there. Um, they're going to bring a full squad with them. Uh, it's going to be probably different than most of the games they played this year where they're going to bring just about everybody with them. And uh, I think it's going to be an exciting event. Um, but I also think it's going to be a very, very difficult event for us to to 
you know, withstand the pressure that they're going to put on us. And if we can just uh, take them a little bit out of their game, make them a little bit more uncomfortable than than uh, they're used to, you, you know, we may have a shot. But I think that they're going to be – I think they're going to be at full strength and, and it's going to be a difficult match for us. What's that like for you uh, as a coach to coach against a team that you're familiar with a lot of the players and obviously them coming to you with – a lot riding on it and just the familiarity, familiarity wow, that uh, you have with the opposing team. What's that like for you as a coach uh, going into a match like that? You know, it's, it's a little bit different because I, I am so close to the players there. And, um, you know, they, they, will, they will relish the fact that they, if they beat me, um, they, they always do. Um, and, uh, you know, I have players from either Matchfit or, or William Patterson sprinkled out throughout the the teams in the league and uh but this is where most of my guys are concentrated at motown and it's going to be difficult i i know it is and it's just for me you know it's it's another game but um we're gonna we're gonna approach it the same way as we normally do and and hopefully that'll that'll uh be fine yeah i was gonna ask about approaching this if you are at all which uh, approaching it differently in training but I, I just feel like I knew your answer already which which it isn't because you approach everything with the same level of intensity yeah it won't, won't change tonight I won't probably have to ramp up intensity at all everybody knows what Motown is you know they're for me still the best team in the in the, the conference I don't care that they they lost those two games you know they have they have probably a 35-man roster, so those players change every day in, in every competition because we're in one competition. They're in like three, maybe <coughs> four competitions. So that, that roster they have changes constantly, and it's, it makes things a little bit more difficult for me because I don't know exactly how they're going to come out or what they're going to come out in. But whoever they put on the field is going to be very, very competent, and I know that they're, they're going um, to give us their best. So. Of course. And this is a team that had obviously was the national runner-up last year, and you and I saw most of that run, Joey, uh, well, throughout the playoffs as, last as year. As commentators as yeah, well, and, actually. And to have that much talent to be able to retain it and get more going into this year, uh, obviously we, we talk about your preparation going to each game. What what are some of the things that you, you see in Motown that they do really well that are, are kind of factors for their success over the past couple of years? Uh, you know, they're just, one, their experience. We're playing with a bunch of college guys, you know, and they're playing with guys who this is it. This is what they do. You know, they, they're worried about the MPSL. They're worried about getting to the uh, Open Cup next year. They need to win every match to get to the Open Cup. And, you know, it's, it's what they do. They're not worried about going back to college. They're not worried about their college season starting in a few weeks. They're not worried about any of that. So that part of it makes it a little bit diff more difficult. But their, their attack their ability to get to goal, um, their intensity from the final th in the final third um, is is probably second to none. They, I mean, they try to get to goal on every possession, you know. And sometimes I think the only reason they play defense is so that they can start playing offense again. Um, and and that that's that's the way you have to be in this league. You need to try to score as many goals as you possibly can, and and they have the the horses so to speak to do so yeah no, I, I i just feel like i said uh you know like i mentioned to to matter 
early in the week about having a, a big game feeling for Saturday. Um, I think it, it's more better described as uh, just exciting. It's gonna. I, we, I know it's going to be intense. We know it's going to be intense. I, I want the fans to know how intense it's going to be. And if, if there's a home game worth coming out for, it's, it's absolutely going to be these next two, and especially this Saturday. It's going to be an exciting stretch. FC Monmouth now in the final three games of their season two at home, one on the road. We mentioned that that collection of teams at the top of the Keystone Conference, one through five, separated by three points, 13 to 16, uh, respectively. Uh, FC Monmouth plays three of those five teams to end uh, the regular season. Motown, then Atlantic City for the finale at home in the regular season, and then the finale overall for the regular season at Westchester United. So a very exciting uh, collection of games to end the season. Um, but, Coach, we'd like to thank you for – Welcoming us into your humble abode once again and uh, hanging out with us and th- Thanks for us. having me, and hopefully we'll get to see some people that come out for hopefully a very exciting match on Saturday. It's one that we all, you know, circle on the counter with a lot of these two, an in-state matchup, and it's going to be a good one, a playoff rematch on Saturday with obviously everything riding on the line with over the next couple games. It's going to be a fun, entertaining game with a lot of talent on the field as well. So Guys, it's going to be spectacular. No more, no more PA teams right now, okay? It's, it's all New Jersey for the next two home games. So this is what you want to see, these kind of rivalries, this kind of intensity. It's going to be exciting. If you want uh, content leading up to the match as well as live updates throughout the match uh, and then post-match interviews, everything we've been doing throughout the year, you know where to find it. But if you don't, uh, find it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well as our website at fcmonmouth.com. Dot com. We'll be back next week to talk about the FC Motown match. Preview Atlantic City is going to be another busy stretch of three and eight days for FC Monmouth to close out the regular season. Uh, but we'll be here. We'll talk about it. Um, it'll be exciting to, to see how Saturday unfolds. You could hear Joey and I on the broadcast on Saturday. You could get updates from Evan throughout the match as well. Or just come out to the match. That's... <laughs> Just just come out. <laughs> that would be the best way to experience it. Uh, so for Coach Woods, Evan McMurtry, and Joey DiCamello, my name is Matt DeLuca. We will hopefully see you on Saturday. If not, uh, make sure to tune in or follow along. And then we'll see you back next week. You've been listening to the FC Mom Podcast.